The Ravens organization is sending a clear message. We don't need any more help because you look at all the opportunities they had this offseason to add talent. You have DeAndre Hopkins, who went for a second round pick. You could have gotten him. You had Stephon Diggs, who went for a first round pick. I, I don't even think they were even in on him. You had Robbie Anderson, who was available through free agency. You didn't go after him. Emmanuel Sanders also. Emmanuel Sanders. So that's four wide receivers. Now you got two elite talents in Julio Jones and AB that are available. You have an opportunity to get them. If you don't get any of these guys, you're telling us, no, we believe Miles Boykin, Devin DuVernay, Hollywood Brown, that's the future. They have the talent. We're going to go with them. We're good, 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 good. It's the Lunch Break Hot Take with Jose and Rodney. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. What's going on, Lunch Breakers and Takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. And this is Rodney. And week six is in the books. We have a lot to discuss. As usual, we're going to uh, do our hashtag rapid fire. <laughs> Which means we're gonna this this is gonna go over an hour as usual because we're going into hyperdrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna as usual we're gonna talk about the Panthers. We're gonna talk about the Ravens. Tough loss for the Panthers. I thought they could have pulled that one out, but they played a tough game. Uh, came up short. Yeah, you know they played a, a really good pass defense. Guys got after Teddy. O line didn't do a great job in protection. Teddy made a couple mistakes, and you know the defense played like the defense they are. Yeah. And look, I don't think they're a bad defense. I think they're pretty solid, young and growing. Uh, they got a lot of potential. I'll, I'll say it that way. But, you know, they were missing Kawan Short and Gross Matos. And, you know, they, they, their corners aren't particularly good to begin with. And there was a really tough test with Allen Robinson and Mooney and Miller and, you know, Jimmy Graham and even Cole, Cole Komet got a touchdown. So, you know, it was just a, a, a tough week, tough loss. Uh, so I, I didn't watch the whole game, but I caught the early part of it. And that first drive was really well. The first two drives for, for both teams, right? You had the turnover that you put them right there, damn near near the goal line with the interception, and you know they got a touchdown off of that. Okay, no big deal. It's still early in the game, and you guys had a, a excellent drive. You drive all the way down to their red zone, and you just couldn't finish with a touchdown. I think those two those two things were really the the difference in the game. Yeah, that's been a problem for Carolina all season long. Is that red zone offense? They they can't they can't convert into touchdowns. Yeah, uh, I think a part of that is, you know, Teddy's very cautious with the ball. You know, he's right. not one to take take a lot of chances. You know, I think he just doesn't want to throw it into into crowded areas when they get down there. You know, they they say you know you're you're real close to the goal line, but it's one of the toughest places to throw the ball because the the field shrinks. Right. right. You know, there's still the same number of defenders and a whole lot less field to cover. Um, yeah, yeah. That this that's one place I think they're really missing Christian McCaffrey. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's going to be back for uh, this week's game against New Orleans either. Looks like they want to hold him out because their next game is a Thursday night game, so they don't want to have him playing and then you know only getting a couple of days rest before he plays again, which yeah. is the smart thing to do. But you know, it's going to be another tough week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that game goes. I think that's going to be another close game, to be honest. I don't, right now, I don't see the Panthers getting blown out in any game. So, well, maybe the Chiefs. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but look, the defense, I thought the defense played pretty solid. And if I'm not mistaken, my man Jeremy Chin got an interception. 
Yeah, uh, after one of the turnovers, I believe it was the Mike Davis fumble, uh, very next play. Uh, I called him the, the great equalizer. Nick Foles threw it right back to Jeremy Chen. So, <laughs> you know, so that, that was nice. It re- kind of reset the, the, the drive for him. But, yeah, listen, uh, listen. again. Hmm? We, are, we, are, we are coming into week seven, six games down. Six games down. I know on draft night you hated how things shook out. You wanted, I can't remember his name now, Simmons. No, right? no, no. I wanted Tristan Wirfs, but I said if you were going to take Jeremy Chin, you might as well take Isaiah Simmons in the in the top ten, and then take your D tackle in the third round. They could have had Matabike or I believe Gallimore, Marlon Davidson. I think they were all there still. Look, look, Jeremy Chin was called the poor man's Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. It's looking like Isaiah Simmons is the poor man's Jeremy Chin. Uh, it's looking oh. like Isaiah Simmons is a secret weapon that they're not willing to unleash yet. Like, all I can do is go off of what we've seen so far. So far, Jeremy Chin is making well, plays. But that's not fair because you haven't seen anything from Isaiah Simmons. Okay. <laughs> he's he's not on the field. So exactly. he's got he's gotten some of? he's got some snaps. He's gotten he's gotten like six snaps a game on defense. Sounds like his problem, bro. Okay, Jeremy Chin yeah. out there making plays. I am I am interested to see if that bumps up moving forward with Chandler Jones out for the year now. Yeah. But I think, yeah, he's having a tough time adjusting to the NFL game, it looks like, right now. Look, Jeremy Chin was a good pick, man. He's playing well. Listen, Jeremy Chin, okay, that's fine. He's playing well through six games. I I hope he continues. I hope he gets better and better every week. Yep. My problem is stop trading up in the second round to get players. No, absolutely. Look, it it goes back to what we were saying before. You can like a player, but you have to make sure you get the players that are right for your team. You got to make sure that you're not... Like I said, giving up too many you know picks and things like that to get players that may or may not work out. Mm-hmm. But hey, Jeremy Chen looks like he's working out. Derek Brown is definitely working out. He looks really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really had any doubt about that. I thought he'd be good from day one. He's just not in a difference making position. Sure, sure. But I like what I'm seeing from him. Brian Burns mm-hmm. looking good. He had and, the, and to be fair, you know, I, I loved the Gross Matos pick, and I think yeah. that's working out as well. You know they're going to have a formidable D line, uh, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a few years, so yeah. that's great. You still got to find a ton of corners. Man, and, why didn't you guys just keep James Bradbury? Because I think he was—he's a little older than what they're looking for. They're rebuilding the defense, and you know they—they they brought in a whole new core. It's, they're building around Burns, Brown, Gross Matos, and Chin, and Bradbury is like twenty-eight. Yeah, that's still so, young. I mean, yeah, but it's not in the same phase as the rest of those guys. Yeah, but you guys didn't need to do a whole lot to be a competitive team this year. Even if you decided to move on from Cam, you didn't have to blow up the defense. The defense could be really good right now. I don't think that they were worried about being competitive this year. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because they're being competitive, (laughs) right? They're being competitive and they're showing you had you just kept some of the guys that were obvious. Yeah, it uh, looks like they're going to end up in that no man's land that we talked about before the season of winning, yeah. you know, not enough games to to be challenging for the playoffs and way too many games to be getting an elite player in the draft. But, yeah. you know, it's fine. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> it has to be, right? <laughs> like, it's what it is. Yeah, not a good game for my man, Teddy, man. Look, I, look we do a Teddy watch every week, man, because I want to see Teddy shine every single week. Mm-hmm. And he threw two interceptions. Um the first one, I don't know if you want to call it a bad throw. I mean, the the receiver, I think it was Robbie Anderson. He was tightly covered, and the defenders made a good play on it. 
I, you know, I, I thought you could it could have been a pass interference call, but you know that's just me. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it, it is what it is. Like you're gonna have ups and downs, especially on a team like this that's really young, not super talented, not deep. It's it's just the way it's gonna be all season. Yeah, yeah. So Saints coming up. So that's the Thursday night game, huh? No, no, they're playing the Saints on Sunday, and then they're playing the following Thursday. Oh, okay. They're playing. I believe it's Atlanta. I was gonna say I gotta. I got to stay up tonight and get this podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> but if not, now I got some time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, moving on to the Baltimore game. I mean, yeah. just, just a nail biter with the Philadelphia Eagles there. 30 to 28 came yeah. down to a two point conversion at the end. Yeah. So I'll say this, you know, we did a video on this and I was obviously frustrated and, you know, I still feel pretty much the same as far as how the offense is. The offense and defense, look, we put up 30 points, so it's easy to look at it and say the offense did enough. Sure. But when Philly started to mount a comeback, we just didn't do enough to stay on the field and give the defense some rest, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I have a few thoughts about it. Like, going back and looking at the game again, I don't think – well, Lamar had a good game. Let's start there. Lamar had a, had a, a pretty good game there. The wide receivers didn't play as bad as I initially thought going back and looking at it. What really killed the offense was the O-line. Mm-hmm. Um, they ha- I don't even know how many penalties they ended up with, but multiple false starts, multiple illegal formation. Uh, I think he had a one or two illegal shifts. They you had with, uh, a total of 12 penalties for 132 yards. For, for, the, for the team or for the offense? Uh, that's for the team. Yeah, I think because I, I know there's a couple. I, I know Peters got hit with a pass interference that shouldn't have been a pass interference. I know um, I can't remember who it was got got that late hit. I want to say it was uh, Jihad was, Ward. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, or roughing the passer or whatever it was. So a couple were on the defense, but the majority were on offense. And I mean, one drive. I mean, it's it's disgusting. It brought me back to that first game against the Browns when the Browns had a bunch of penalties back to back to back, and they were like first and forty five, mm-hmm. right? We were first in 35. And you're like, ha, 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 that'll never be us. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. You had a false start. You had two holding calls. And then next thing you know, it was first in 35. And we were already getting close to field goal range at that point until we got pushed back. And then we ended up punting. So it was just a drive killer. And we had multiple penalties like that throughout the game. So I can't even put it on the wide receivers too much in this game. The O-line gave us... Uh, I don't say they didn't give us a shot because we won, but they really put us in a bad spot. Yeah, that's a that's a, gonna be an every week thing for them. Yeah, uh, it's what we've been talking about all season and and all off season. Honestly, you look at the offense, and mm-hmm. you had Hayden Hurst get traded and Marshall Yonda retired. Yeah, and the reality is they didn't do much to replace either one of those guys. Now, right. you know, you could make your argument that Devin Duvernay could be a, a replacement for. Hayden Hurst, but the problem with that is they needed to add a wide receiver already, even yeah. if they kept Hayden Hurst. Well, uh, yeah, the placement wouldn't have been for Hayden Hurst; it would have been for Seth Roberts, <laughs> right? Right. And you know, uh, in terms of Marshall Yonda, no, they they didn't do anything. You got a third round rookie trying to replace a Hall of Famer. You were begging for a miracle at that spot, you know, and it's it's not happening. And so for Baltimore, the problem with doing it that way is you you have several things that can go wrong on any given play, right? You know, Lamar could miss, you know, miss his reads. Lamar could throw a bad, throw a bad ball. The receivers could not get open. The receivers could drop a pass. The O-line could 
not make their blocks and, and you know, Lamar's under pressure and has got to get out or get sacked. Yeah. The thing is, in Baltimore, when you don't have a good O-line and you don't have good receivers, you you kind of limit the, the number of opportunities you have to make big plays. So, right. you know, if one of your guys gets open and Lamar misses the throw, everybody's like, oh, Lamar's got to play better. Okay, but that's one play. You should have multiple opportunities. Absolutely. When, when, when Pat Mahomes misses a throw, nobody's blaming Pat Mahomes because they come back the very next play and do it again. Right. And if he messes up again, they'll do it again. Like, yeah. they, <laughs> they're an explosive offense. They know they have the weapons and they practice it. And they say, look, it's not a big deal. If we have a bad drive, even if we have a bad game, like we're going to find a way to win. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes hasn't looked great these last two games, right. but they know that they have the weapons and they find a way to move the ball down the field and score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Plural. Yeah, yeah. Us, I mean, it's it's just a common theme, man. Like, we start out that first drive or two, you know, really hot. We look good We're on the same page. We drive down the field, you know, we score, and everybody feels good. And it's like, oh, okay, they got together. And then as the game goes on, the offense kind of fizzles out. And it to me, it just looks like they just don't have that many plays to call. Yeah. You know, like, they don't have, like, a, a full offensive game plan, it looks like. Well, uh, you know, I, I said it before. They just don't have the guy that they can lean on. Like, no. okay, yeah. we need a first down. Or we we need to make a play. Who are you going to go to in Baltimore? No idea. Nope. It's not. It's not Hollywood. It's not Mark Andrews. No. It's definitely not Miles Boykin. Okay? No. And you know, it's nobody in the run game. Like you can't you, right now. They can't count on any one person making the play for him outside of Lamar, which yeah. is why he was the entirety of the offense against Phila, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, the the defense kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter. And again, I don't put too much blame on them. I mean, look, there was a bad late hit penalty. I, I want to say it was Jihad Ward right there at the goal line. And they probably they may have settled for a field goal there. But instead, it, it ended up being first and goal and they score a touchdown. We had a drop interception by Deshaun Elliott that definitely would have you know changed things there. Um, there was another. I, I want to say LJ Ford dropped the interception near the goal line but you know it's just look sometimes it happens the defense is going to have mental laps there was a pass interference on marcus peters that really shouldn't have been pass interference so they got a couple breaks but you know sometimes the defense they're going to have uh down games and you got to be able to bail them out and really if you sustain a drive here or there it doesn't get that close right the theme on this show is always going to be until it happens we need wide receiver help and the talk right now, as we're recording this, is about Julio Jones being available. Atlanta put that out there that that him and, and Matt Ryan are available for a trade. And mm-hmm. also Antonio Brown is coming back in two weeks. And Seattle's really interested in him. And Adam Schefter reported that other teams are also interested. And you have a bunch of uh, Ravens players tweeting out right now, basically saying, hey, bring A.B., to Baltimore. Well, yeah, there was a reporter who, who said that uh, Baltimore was one of the teams also. Yeah. So, yeah, LJ Ford and Marlon Humphrey are out there tweeting about bringing in Antonio Brown. He liked one of LJ Ford's tweets. And like, it's just, it's at that point where you just have to get it done. So, my thing is this. If that is true, if that report is true and Baltimore is one of those teams, there's nothing to discuss. There's nothing to figure out. Anywhere he goes, he's going to be getting the vet minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not about money. It's not about can we fit him under the cap? It's not about how much do we have to negotiate with him? You know, even if he wants a couple more dollars, it doesn't cost you. It's not costing you anything. 
So money's not the issue here. So if you want him, he's already expressed that he wanted to go there. He wants to play with his cousin. He wants to play with Lamar. He said that specifically in an in a IG post once, mm-hmm. right? He wants to play with them. He's been working out with them. He's familiar with them. You have multiple players, including Lamar, come out and say they want AB in Baltimore. Lamar's already said it. Mark Ingram has already said it. Today, you got Marlon Humphrey tweeting about it. You got LJ Ford tweeting about it. So that needs to happen. And if it doesn't happen, look, look, if we don't sign AB, if we don't trade for Julio Jones, the Ravens organization is sending a clear message. We don't need any more help because you look at all the opportunities they had this offseason to add talent. You have DeAndre Hopkins, who went for a second round pick. You could have gotten to him. You had Stefan Diggs, who went for a first round pick. I don't even think they were even in on him. You had Robbie Anderson, who was available through free agency. You didn't go after him. Emmanuel Sanders also. Emmanuel Sanders. So that's four wide receivers. Now you got two elite talents in Julio Jones and A.B. that are available. You have opportunity to get them. If you don't get any of these guys, you're telling us, no, we believe Miles Boykin, Devin DuVernay, Hollywood Brown, that's the future. They have the talent. We're going to go with them. We're good. You're saying that on a team that has expectations of winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying that, then that means I'm going to hold the coaching staff and I'm going to hold Eric DaCosta to a much higher standard. And if we fall short, we end up not winning the division or going out in the first round again because we can't score points. I'm going to be calling for Harbaugh's head. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I mean, I can call for it. I mean, it doesn't mean anything, but yeah, I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to be criticizing Harbaugh a lot more because you're telling me that we had the talent. So if we had the talent and they're not performing, then it must be a coaching issue, right? Yeah. So if it's not a coaching, it's not a coaching issue, then I got to look at the GM and say, well, you have these opportunities to bring in talent. Why didn't you do it? Maybe we got to evaluate you a little bit more closely as a GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that uh, in Baltimore, it is it is an organizational thing. They're just so focused on defense that they don't even think about what the offense actually needs. I can't it, it's, even. It's I a complete even, afterthought. Yeah, I can't even um, give them a pass on that because you had a chance to get Jadavian Clowney, you didn't do it, yeah. and we needed pass rushers. So you're not even putting all you know putting all the effort into defense like you should be. Yeah, I mean. They put a ton of effort in defense on in this offseason, though. They did. Uh, but if you're going to go hard like that, I mean, I saw a tweet today. This guy said that um, only the Broncos have spent less money on offense. They're mm-hmm. the only ones that spent less than the Ravens. We put no money into this offense. We put no effort into this offense. It's all been about defense. Yeah. But again, this is the only team in the league that thinks you have to have every single position on defense filled out with a Pro Bowl caliber player before yeah. before the defense is done. Yeah. Everybody has holes, man. Like you can't have 11 all pro starters. It's not going to happen. No. No. I, I, and, and you know what? You know, credit to Eric Costa. He realized it and didn't sign Jadavian Clowney, right? Right. So yeah. So okay. we are we're about 22 minutes in. I think rapid fire is kind of dead already for this one. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Rapid fire doesn't start until after we discuss our teams. Okay. 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 Well, you know, we're up to uh, the Broncos and the Patriots now. 
I need to so, get a soundbite for our rapid yeah, fire for, for, for hyperdrive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Broncos and Patriots, man. Look, I can't imagine outside of the Jets a sadder game to watch. I mean, yeah. You got Cam out there again. Somehow, I, I don't know what this dude did, but he got out of Carolina and now he's with the best coach of all time, and somehow still doesn't have any wide receivers. That's uh, another you know, one. I, I expect them to make a move before a trade deadline. Yeah. But Cam's out there throwing the ball. He had a couple of interceptions, running the ball. He led the team in rushing again and catching the ball this week. But it wasn't enough. They put up 12 points compared to Denver's 18. Drew Locke out here with 10 for 24, 189 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, and a win. You know what's crazy? I'm starting to come around Drew Locke, too. <laughs> I think he's going to be all right. But, yeah, yeah, but we'll see. But terrible game. Terrible game for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terrible for everyone involved. Denver is, uh, they moved up to two and three. Patriots fall to two and three. I don't know, man. They, they've got to go out there and get some help. They're the leading receiver in this game with eight catches. Eight catches for 65 yards was their running back, James White. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling, again, I have nothing to base this off of. I just have a feeling that they're going to trade for Odell. Man, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't think you can get Odell out of Cleveland right now. This is the first look at actually being a decent team that they've had in I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be looking to looking to move him. I think they're they're the ones that you have to watch for Julio. Um, yeah, for sure. And jumping jumping in front of Baltimore and, and and bringing Julio to town. Yeah, yeah, that could happen. They are going to make a move. I think they are going to make a move. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just feel like it's going to be. Odell, I can't make an argument for why. I just it's just a feeling. Like I said to me, the one that that makes the most sense is still for New England is Curtis Samuel. You know, he, yeah. he's a guy who's played with Cam before. He's cheap. You know, he's on a. Uh, this is the last year of his contract, so they can use the rest of the season to evaluate and see if they want to bring him back. Um, I think that that's where I'd be going if I were New England. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. All right, moving on. Rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up, speaking of Odell, another stunning beatdown for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah. They lost to Pittsburgh, thirty-eight to seven. Yeah, that you know that drops them to four and two with their two losses being thirty-eight to seven and thirty-eight to six in Week One by the two teams that Denzel Ward said they can definitely compete with. Yeah, you know I'm confused because he said that he can compete with with the Ravens and the Steelers, and it was a combined what seventy-six to. To 13 yeah yeah so they they got two more of those coming but you know maybe they'll do better the biggest story out of this game outside of pittsburgh still being undefeated leading the division yeah. is that baker mayfield was benched yeah benched for case keenum doesn't surprise me at all i saw it coming i yeah case keenum is stefanski's guy he brought him along from from Minnesota. Well, you know, Keenan came from Denver, but he was in Minnesota with Stefanski. Yeah. Look, Stefanski has no ties to Baker. Baker just came off an awful season. You got a brand new coach who I'm sure doesn't have any, you know, that doesn't care one way or another about Baker. And is gonna it was gonna take Baker having like a real comeback season, like like a strong comeback season to keep his job. And I just don't know if he has it in him, right? So yeah. he's not playing well. I don't think he's Completely lost his job. I think they say he's going to start this week. Yeah. But look, if he continues to play that way, this week could be the last time you see Baker starting. Okay. It takes one more bad game before Baker is going to be 
bench for you know for the rest of the season. And then he's gonna he's gonna go with Case. There'll be a there'll probably be a solid team, and there'll be a team that that'll make a move for a quarterback in the offseason. Yeah, I think I I know Cleveland fans won't agree with this, but I think we've seen enough out of Baker. Uh, yeah, this isn't a situation where you know you've got a talented guy with not enough help around him, and he's kind of struggling through it. They've got more than enough help around around Baker, and well, he's I get just it, right? not very good. I get it. He had he had a, a really good rookie season. Mm-hmm. So you saw the potential there and you're thinking, yeah, just go back to what you're doing that year and he should be fine. Well, I mean, you can't even argue with what Stefanski is doing with the team. I mean, they're running the ball well. They're limiting the amount of passes that Baker uh, attempts, which is exactly what you want to do for him to be successful. And for the most part, it's working. Look, they got beat down on Sunday, but they're still winning. Right. Mm-hmm. And. I think he took him out the game because he understands like, look, we can have a successful season. It probably just can't be with you. Yeah. Moving on to the other Ohio team, Cincinnati. They had a thriller, the Colts. Yeah. They ended up losing 31-27. This is another example of what we talk about with Baltimore. Cincinnati was up 24-7 to with four minutes left in the first half. They scored three points the rest of the game. And that's why they lost. Like. You, your offense has to keep it moving. You have to be moving the ball and scoring consistently to help out your defense. Phillip Rivers, three touchdowns, one interception, brought them all the way back, you know, from either from down 21 to winning by four. Yeah. Uh, so that, that brings them to four and two, drops Cincinnati down to one, four and one, which, I mean, it's fine for the, for the Bengals. Their O-line, I think, held up better this week than it has for most of the season. But – Having them near the top of the the draft so they can get a left tackle is the best thing that can that can happen for them. Yeah, what's going on is this is what rebuilding a team looks like. You have the quarterback that you want. You got T. Higgins. You know, you got some young talent on that team, and you just have them go out there and play and learn how to how to win games. Right, mm-hmm. just get acclimated to pro football, and the hope is they come up together and they'll be very competitive in the near future. So the first year they're going to take some lumps. You're going to have some, some struggles like this and that's okay. You know, they're going to keep adding talent, but also this is probably the reason why you're not seeing AJ green perform the way he usually does and why he's on the sideline saying, just trade me. I don't think it's a matter of, he can't play anymore. I think it's just, he's a, he's not interested in playing on a rebuilding team. Well, yeah, he had a nice game this week, but yeah, for the, for most of the season, he just kind of looks out of it. Uh, this week he had eight catches for 96 yards. Yeah, T. Higgins, you mentioned who Baltimore could have taken in the first round, six yep. catches for 125 yards. Yeah, he's getting along very nicely with Joe Burrow. Yeah, but yeah, they're a bad team. They knew they were going to be bad, and they just kind of got to roll with it. I mean, if you're a Bengals fan, you just got to watch Joe Burrow and and basically daydream about the future. Yeah, for the yeah. next few months. Yeah, it's coming. They, they're going to be fine. I wouldn't go that far, but you know, you don't think they're going to be a good team in a couple I, of years? I, I, I think they're the Bengals, and they better show me before I believe it. <laughs> Up next, the Lions and the Jaguars. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't. I didn't even remember that this game got played on Sunday. Yeah, all we're going like, to do is just, is just uh, read some stats to you and then keep it moving. This is the most I'll, anonymous I'll, I'll game. This is the most anonymous game I've ever seen. <laughs> Lions 34, Jaguars 16. Again, it's amazing how they continue to lose in Jacksonville. And we don't hear any talk about Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Yeah. You're only going to get this Gardner, Gardner Minshew talk from us. Nobody else is going to talk about him until they yeah. win again. Right. 
But yeah, you know, Matt Stafford had a decent day. DeAndre Swift had a had a coming out party. You know, oh yeah, four, fourteen carries, hundred sixteen yards, two touchdowns. Nice. So that'll be nice a nice thing for him to think about when he's back on the bench next week because that's kind of what they do. Yeah. Uh, I I think that if I'm being honest, I think that DeAndre Swift got a lot more playing time this week because there were rumors out there that if they lost this game, Patricia was going to get fired, and he said I can't mess around with Adrian this week. No, uh, 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 that's the one thing I did see. On Sunday, Adrian Peterson got a touchdown. Yeah, no, he did. He did. He he just didn't play as well as DeAndre. They they split carries basically. Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah does does, they, does they, Quintez uh, they, uh, play at all? Uh, I think he plays a bit. I don't know if he got any targets this week. Let me see. I asked because he's on my da- dynasty league. Okay, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a Lions. No, fan like that. no targets this week. But right. you know, I mean, he's kind of a he's going to be an on and off player. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I know that Detroit. Those guys are going to look back at this week and they are going to regret stepping up and saving Matt Patricia's job. You're going to say, my guy will be done. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, the uh, the suddenly resurgent Houston Texans against the Tennessee Titans. Man. This is the second game without Bob. They won last week. And, I mean, they put up a hell of a fight against Tennessee this week. It went Except into overtime. I mean, listen, you know, sometimes that happens. You get in the flow of the game, everybody's throwing haymakers and, and it is what it is. But yeah, no, the defense didn't they didn't they didn't show up. Very exciting game. Yeah, if you're a Titans fan. Yeah. I felt like if Houston would have held on to to win this game, that might have catapulted them through this season. Yeah, I mean, listen, twenty eight for thirty seven, three hundred and thirty five yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. How is that the stat line of a losing quarterback? <laughs> no. I don't. I'll, I'll tell you how. Because the winning quarterback had went 30 for 41, 366, four touchdowns and one pick. Yeah. They didn't stop anybody. Yeah. You know, along with those 366 yards passing for Tannehill, Derrick Henry went mm-hmm. over 200 yards in this game, including a 94-yard touchdown in over the game. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the, that one was still in regulation. I know, you might, I know you might be confused because he ran over the Texans defense again in overtime to score the touchdown to win. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He did. Oh, man. Yeah. Tennessee's a good team, man. They're a good team. Uh, the same way, like, like I said, I called them last week the Grizzlies, the Tennessee Grizzlies. They're, they're a good team the same way Memphis is. Mm-hmm. You know, they're real tough. They're hard to beat. Nobody likes to play them. Their fans love them because of their style of play. And you're never going to win a title. Major blow to them. They lost their left tackle. Uh, yeah, Taylor, Taylor Lewin out for the season with a torn ACL. Mm. It sucks. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's kind of comes with the territory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Up next after the Houston and Tennessee game, <laughs> the embarrassment of the week, the New York Giants, 20, mm. the Washington football team, 19. And listen, folks, this is what you are in for with a Kyle Allen quarterback team. Wait, it was 20 to 19? It was 20 to 19. Jeez. Uh, Kyle Allen is a terrible quarterback. He should never be starting in the NFL. I don't care if it's Dwayne Haskins or Alex Smith. It can't be Kyle Allen. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, he's young. And the talk of him missing practice or you know not showing up saying he's you know he's got a, a tummy ache or whatever it was that's just him being prideful mad that he lost his job but you know his people need to sit him down and say look this is the NFL you're young you're going to get other opportunities especially 
when when you're playing with bad quarterbacks like Kyle Allen, just go out there and just show that you can be a professional. Because I'm sure part of it of getting benched is that, look, man, Ron Rivera is old school. You're a young kid. You know, you showed a little immaturity out there and he's trying to teach you a lesson. He's trying to he's trying to test you to see, OK, is he going to grow up a little bit? Just mm-hmm. show up to practice. Be the team guy. Say, hey, no, I get it, coach. I'm locked in now. I'm going to correct my mistakes because Kyle Allen is not holding down that job. Well, you d- you mentioned that Ron Rivera is old school. Yeah. And he knows Kyle, which means Kyle is going to hold down that job as long as Ron is there. <laughs> yeah, well, for, the, for the rest of the season, anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just his guy. Daniel Jones continued his streak of turning the ball over every chance he gets. <clears throat> Had another interception in this game. Now this is a serious, serious question. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to look that up. But has he turned the ball over in every game he's played? Not in every game, just almost every game. So <laughs> give him give him credit. Now we we do want to close this out with with one stat about Daniel Jones, the greatest stat of all time. Yeah, he's won four games as a starter in the NFL, and he is three and zero against the Washington Football Team. Wow! Wow. So with that said, we're going to move on to another. Another homegrown, kind of homegrown Washington embarrassment, Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins. They went against the, the, the Vikings went against the Falcons this week, got their doors blown off <laughs> by one of the worst teams in the league. Got, Atlanta got their first win, 40 to 23 in that one. Kirk Cousins, 343 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. <laughs> Shame on me for picking the Vikings, man. I thought, oh, it's Atlanta. But yeah. you know, you know what happens to teams with talent that aren't doing well and their coach gets fired they start playing well yes yes indeed <laughs> and atlanta uh, is talented yeah and some of that talent heard that he might be on the move well a couple of them heard they might be on the move and they came out with 30 for 40 371 yards four touchdowns no interceptions yeah. and julio eight catches 137 yards and two touchdowns just to yeah. let the rest of the league know no we've still got it yeah no ab- absolutely yeah uh, guys, Mike Zimmer might get fired. <laughs> Mike's not going to get fired. There, he's not. He's not going to get fired. Look, there, there are two coaches that have already bit the dust during the season. I feel like there's two more on the way for sure. Maybe three. Adam Gase isn't going to make it through the season. He's not going to make it through the season. We keep saying that, but he keeps on surviving. He does. He does. Um, he's making some blood sacrifices somewhere. To to like to, to stay out to stay one more week, but he's gonna run out of it. Mike McCarthy's getting fired too. I'm standing by that. Yeah, the Dallas. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to the Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Up next is Adam Gase. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know the 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 Dolphins won this one 24 nothing. The Dolphins are a decent team. They're a rebuilding team. They're trending in the right direction. You know, Tua got in, got it through a couple passes this week. Fitzpatrick had an okay game. Uh, he turned the ball over a couple times, but you know they 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 got the win. He got benched this week. He's very upset about it. I don't know how this could have possibly blindsided him, but listen, I, I like Fitzpatrick. Kind of sucks that he's so broken up about it. But I think that was a little was, uh, a yeah. little uh, little performance there. A little bit, a little bit. But this is this is always going to be to his team. He did a good job while he was in there. They're three and three, and now they get to see what their what the future holds for them. Yeah, um, the Jets were the first shutout of 2020. And I don't think we need to say anything else about them. <laughs> we shouldn't. So, <laughs> it's getting painful just to say their name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna move on. I'm sorry, yeah. one Jets fan who's listening. <laughs> I'm sorry, George R. R. Martin. 
right, listen, if you are the one Jets fan listening, go do your job, man. Turn. <laughs> this is the only time you're ever going to hear me say this. Turn off our podcast and go do your job. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we had what was supposed to be, you know, one of the games of the week, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. You know, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. You know, the clash of the Titans over here. Aaron Rodgers opened this one up with a pick six, his first interception, and in, I believe it was like 156 attempts. Yeah. So that's not great, right? But they get the ball back, and he's Aaron Rodgers, so you're like, it's fine. Very next pass, almost another pick six, and yeah. the route was on from there. Yeah, and the talk was, hey, Tom Brady really took it to Green Bay, but Tom Brady didn't do a whole lot. He had 166 yards and two touchdowns. Gronk got a touchdown, though, right? Yes, he did. Okay, Gronk he had 78 of those 166 yards, and he had a touchdown. But the the real story here is that Tampa Bay has a dominant defense built yeah. by Todd Bowles, who should yeah. still be a head coach in the NFL. You know, I was about to bring that up too. That's a perfect segue into this game because Todd Bowles, if Todd Bowles was still a Jets head coach, they'd be all right right now. Mm-hmm. But no, you want Adam Gase, you know? Yeah, and, and you, know, you got him. You got yeah. him. So nobody feels sorry for you. Yeah. But yeah, so a terrible, terrible game for Green Bay. But everybody has those games every now and then. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, Rams and 49ers. I was actually a little surprised by this one. The 49ers get the win 24-16. And, you know, I don't know why I was surprised. Because anytime your quarterback is Jared Goff, you got to be prepared to take that L. Right? Uh, well, I'm surprised anytime. Well, no, because the Rams have a good defense as well. Mm-hmm. And... The 49ers have a bunch of injuries, and Jimmy Garoppolo, who just got benched last week, was starting the game this week. So you just assume, you know, one plus one, right? <laughs> Sometimes it equals three, man. You don't know. <laughs> but credit to Jimmy G. He had a solid game, and I'm not going to yeah. take that away from him. He, he yeah, came he back nice and played well. Yeah. 23 for 33, 268 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. I think the real thing here is that his receivers had good games. Uh, his first drive. He was four for four with a touchdown and all four passes were behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Not short passes, not short passes behind the, he passed for negative yardage and got a touchdown. He completed it. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I can't stand Jimmy Garoppolo. And you know what? After this week, you know, Cam, Cam had a bad game and they lost. And I saw somebody ask the question, or does New England regret getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, what the hell, man? Come on. <laughs> I know, I know that you need content, but not that bad. Not right. like this. Right. Not like this. <laughs> good win for them. I don't know what happened with the Rams that game. Yeah. Again, when you're when you're a good team with a mediocre quarterback, that's that's gonna happen to you. Yeah. Next up, the Chiefs and the Bills, and what was a rescheduled game. Yeah, Kansas City gets the win, twenty six seventeen, moves to five and one. They get Bills, it running too. Yeah, yes, they did. <laughs> uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire had a message for Le'Veon Bell, and it was, "I'm gonna look really good before you take my job." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be a really but, good backup here, son. <laughs> <laughs> Edwards Alaire, twenty six carries for hundred and sixty one yards. Yeah, uh, even Mahomes had ten carries in this one. The uh, what well, well, stood out to me. Because, you know, I've been watching bad O-line play with the Ravens. The blocking was outstanding. Yeah. What stood out to you was the 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 room to run. The only thing that stood out to Edwards Hilaire was the too many holes open. He, you know, he, he had to stop to think which way he was going to run. But other than yeah. that. <laughs> Indecision, <laughs> man. Indecision. 
<laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo's on a losing streak now, four yeah. and two. Josh Allen struggled again in this one. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think they're kind of settling in to their position as like a second tier team, you know, yeah. a step below Kansas City and Baltimore, you know, maybe, maybe Pittsburgh. Right. And, they can beat everybody else, but yeah, they look solid. I mean, they they play some they play some tough teams, and I mean, they got stomped out by by Tennessee, but they're pretty close in this Kansas City one. They could have they could have taken that one, but yeah, I mean, we'll see where they're at. I mean, they're they're a playoff team for sure, you know. And once you get to the playoffs, we'll see. You know, I think the reality here is it wasn't as close as the as the score indicates. Okay, because one, I mean. You say they beat some solid teams. They've beaten the Jets, the Dolphins, and then the Rams and the Raiders. No, no, so, no, 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 no. I said they played. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said they bad. beat. My bad. They played. My bad. <laughs> so I think that the thing here is it wasn't it wasn't as close as 26-17. The score was 26-17 because Kansas City decided they were going to run all night. Had yeah. you know, they 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 went well, well over, no, well, well look, over they season average. They forced them into running the ball. I wouldn't say they forced them. I mean, Pat Mahomes, you know, he was fine. They were they ran the ball. Like, they just went out there and said, we're going to run tonight. But Mahomes and, said at the, at the end of the game that they took away a lot of the looks in, in the secondary, and he said, okay, well, you know, we have to show teams that like, they're going to try to take that away from us. We can we can beat them running. Right. But but my thing is, like, yeah, and I'm not saying that's not true, right? Like, I'm sure that they, they – Buffalo has a good defense, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they made it tough on them. Kansas City can throw on anybody. They decided – Okay, this is going to be the week that we show everybody we can run. Yeah, and then they ran the ball down Buffalo's throat all night long. Yeah, had they thrown the ball because because again, you know, Pat Mahomes was twenty one for twenty six. He yeah. didn't struggle that much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like they they didn't take too much away from you, right? Okay? So they decided, hey, this is the week we're going to show people we can run the ball, and that held the score down. Yeah, that's all. It takes a lot longer to move the ball running. It takes a lot longer to score running, but they were they were well in control all night. Yeah. Uh, next up, this is the last game of the week. The capper for the Monday night doubleheader, and possibly also one of the worst games of the week: Arizona and Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona, thirty-eight, and Dallas with their brand new starting quarterback, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, a gentleman's ten. Yeah, and. They're still number one in NFC East. They absolutely are. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray was nine for 24 in this game, and they put up 38 points and won by four touchdowns. <laughs> like, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, this is why after the game, you know, some anonymous players came out and said, Oh, Mike McCarthy doesn't know how to coach. <laughs> That's obvious, right? Like, I can't. I, I keep looking at that team, and you look at them on paper, and you're like, "They, it's not possible for them to be this bad." Yeah. Especially, like, even the defense. The defense looks like they just they're completely lost. They have talent on defense. Mm-hmm. They're not that bad, but it looks like literally the only thing that was keeping that team somewhat competitive was that Prescott. Yeah, and to 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 go back to what we were talking about earlier, Isaiah Simmons in this one, four tackles and a pass breakup. So, you know, take it Not back. Interception though, like Jeremy Chin. Take it back though. Not interception like Jeremy Chin. Okay, but he was playing a professional quarterback, not Nick Holtz. Uh, yeah. Um Buddha Baker absolutely wait, 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 dominant wait, 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 wait. in this game. Wait. You said professional you said professional quarterback? You talking about Andy Dalton? Yeah, man. Look, Andy Dalton's not great. I'm not saying that. Obviously. But, but Andy Dalton has himself 
taken a team to the playoffs several times, not jumped in at the end and stole somebody's Nick trophy. Won. Nick Foles will MVP. Stole stole somebody's trophy and statue. Nick Foles won. Nick Foles won multiple playoff games. Yeah, no, I mean he he did he got to the playoffs one time when he was a uh, starting you know with Chip Kelly. And no, twice he beat the Bears they, the next year. I don't remember. I don't remember them making the playoffs a second time under Chip Kelly. Maybe no, did. I don't know. No, not under Chip Kelly. I mean, uh, no, I know that was him jumping in and stealing somebody else's job again. I'm talking about as the starter. He went one time with with the Eagles yeah, once upon a starter. time with Chip Kelly. You know, Listen, Andy Dalton. You know, Andy Dalton made it for five years in a row. You know this Philadelphia team has multiple quarterbacks starting. Listen, listen. Andy Dalton made the playoffs. I think it was five years in a row, or five times as a Bengal. You never, that is, never won a That is game. a feat. Never won in and of itself. That's never okay. That's okay. That's okay. He's a better player than Nick Foles is. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I, I was about to say he'd be a Super Bowl champion in Nick Foles' position, but Nick won Super Bowl. So we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Uh, as I was saying, Buda Baker, absolutely unstoppable in this game. Seven yeah. tackles, seven solo tackles, mind you. A sack, tackle for loss, pass breakup, couple quarterback hits, a forced fumble, and an interception. <sighs> and people were asking why he got paid. Yeah, now you know. But, but now people were like, well, it's just Dallas. Yeah. And listen, they are not wrong. <laughs> not at all. I don't care if you're playing a peewee football team. That's still hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott out there continuing every single week to prove Emmanuel Acho right. Man, I heard Emmanuel Acho talking about the Cowboys, and I was like, all right, this is kind of hot takey uh, <laughs> when he said that that every one of those players got paid and quit. But man, yeah, Zeke had 49 yards and two fumbles. <laughs> what do you want me to do with that? I can't defend that. Like, whatever. He, he's like, oh, we're still, we're still playing? That, how, that's it, though. Ask you that. How this man catch the ball eight times and only gain 31 yards? Here's what I do know. For the people out there, like Shannon Sharp, saying that they go as Zeke goes, right? Like, no, Dak, Dak's only is only successful because of Zeke. All right, we're seeing it. We're seeing how Zeke can carry a team. Yeah, maybe just pay your pay your top tier cornerback next time. That's yeah. all. Maybe let the running back go. Yeah, but yeah, that wraps up week six. Man, and we, shockingly enough, that was that was pretty quick. We actually did do rapid fire because our last episode was like an hour and fifteen minutes. That's right. Yeah, that's I guess right. we have to put some so, time in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talked about Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. I think he's going to be gone. I mean, if, if that story's getting out that players are saying he doesn't know what he's doing, he can't last the whole season. Even if that doesn't come out, I don't know how you get beat by 28 by the Cardinals on prime time and, and just keep it moving like nothing happened. Yeah. So, uh, Kellen Moore going to be, uh, you know, coach? I think, I think that he wanted Kellen Moore to be the head coach to begin with, but was uncomfortable promoting him such little experience. Yeah. Like made McCarthy keep him on. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he's not too broken up about it now. So he's out of here. Gase, he's out of here. Mike Zimmer, I think he might be out of here. B, I can't. I can't imagine. Like, like I said, I think it depends on how much input he had on Kirk Cousins internally. Because yeah. if that was all your GM, you can't put that on Mike Zimmer. But if he was all on board with Kirk Cousins. Get him out. I think if it was, they were still competing. They were a solid team. They just can't win in the playoffs. 
I think they would say, okay, Mike Zimmer didn't ask for Kirk Cousins to come back. Like that was just kind of a business decision. So that's on us. But they get worse and worse every year. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, Mike Zimmer's thing is defense, and their defense is awful, right? Yeah. But Daniil Hunter is sitting out, it looks like, for the year, his neck injury. Yeah. You got rid of every one of your corners this offseason. But you brought in Yannick. Yeah, you brought in Yannick, and now you're ex- you're right where you were before uh, yeah. with a defensive end who's arguably not as good as Daniel Hunter. I believe, you know, isn't, uh, was it Kendricks or Anthony Barr who's on IR? One of them. And so, like, you know, there's just, there's been a talent drain on that defense. And a big part of the problem is Kirk Cousins and his contract. Yeah. Mike well, Zimmer's a good coach. I don't I, think you, I, I don't, don't think, think Mike's a bad coach, but, you know, it's just a business, right? Like, they're, they're getting worse and somebody has to get blamed for what's going on and it's it's not going to be I'll the tell GM. you I'll tell you Kirk Cousins and the GM but yeah my thing is look somebody's got to get blamed and a lot of times coaches get blamed for stuff like this you can't can't do anything about Kirk Cousins his contract is rock solid the GM is is running things you know unless the owner or the president wants to step in and say okay uh you got to go well, um, that's what it's got to be the the owner has to come in like I for personally, I'm I'm gonna say bring them both back and uh, kind of try and ride this out because they they had done a good job previously, right? Yeah. But if you're dead set on making a move, the owner got to come in and say the GM got to go. Yeah. This was you. No. You had I, two better, cheaper options at quarterback on the roster when you decided to do that Kirk Cousins deal. Yeah. No, I agree. But I have a feeling Zimmer's going going to be the man that that pays the price. Could be. Could be. be. But all right. I guess we can wrap it up here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm a little nervous because I'm looking at the time. I'm like, we're under an hour. How's it possible? Did we forget something? After after editing is going to be, I mean, it might be in the 40s. Ooh. (laughs) Short. But all right. Yeah. A little pat pat on the back. We got, we actually did a somewhat rapid fire this time. Keep in mind. Tell you, man. He said it's hashtag hyperdrive. Hashtag hyperdrive. Okay. Hashtag hyperdrive. <laughs> Keep in mind when, when me and B first started, the idea was to have these podcasts like 30 minutes. <laughs> no, no, that's false. That's false. The idea was to have the, the length of your lunch break. Yeah. And some of us are more fortunate in that area than others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can listen starting at, at lunchtime, but you can keep listening and go back to work. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We're going to have some more podcasts come up here and YouTube videos. We're doing YouTube videos all the time now. So check us out. LBHT show or just type in lunch break hot take. We will pop right up. But thank you for listening and we will see you guys next time. Peace out. Lunch breakers and takers. If you like what you hear, you can go to anchor.fm slash LBHT slash support and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can also support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.lbhtshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LBHT Show. And thanks for spending your lunch break with us. We'll see you next time.